Okay, this is uh, it's just a demo. Can you hear me, Carlos? Can hear us? Yes, yes sir. sir. All right, <laughs> we're starting this bad boy off. All right, let's go. Let's go over here. Okay, folks. The only reason I'm saying folks is because I want to distribute this, you know, to the public. I know it's just us right now, but this is just our demo run. We're gonna see how this goes. Well, I hope it goes good. Yeah. You're hearing it from the man, Carlos Baldovinos. That's right. Okay, that's good to know. Mike is working. His mic's working. We're on, boys. Um, so we're just going to get started. I'm just going to get started here. I, I want to introduce this podcast. It's called The Sammy Hour. I know, kind of a funny name, but it's a good name. Um, I came up with this podcast because I've, I've seen how effective podcasts are. It gets the word out. Hundreds to thousands to millions of people can hear it. Messages can be spread. People's experiences can be spread. Um, their influence can be spread. And their personal life a story can be spread. You know, it's, it's a very good tool um, to use a podcast for those things. With that being said, this is, you can call it the pilot episode. You, you can call it whatever you want. But this is the demo episode. This is the pilot, essentially, of the Sammy Hour. So we're going we're gonna to delve into the topic um, it's been going around lately. The whole world and nation <laughs> has been shaken by it. Uh, coronavirus. You may get sick of hearing this word, but we're, we're going to delve into it, folks. Um, so next to me, I have Carlos Baldovinos. If you don't know who he, who he is, he is the director of the mission at Kern County. Now, would you just take that away? What do you do at the mission at Kern County? Carlos. Well, and, and folks, before he starts, I'm going to call him dad because he's my dad. Anyway, take it away. Well, thanks, Sam. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. Oh, my God. My pleasure. Glad to be on your pilot. Look, I'm happy I'm doing this right here. Just in a simple place like the bedroom, you know? <laughs> we don't have a studio yet, folks, but we will have a studio soon. And that will be, drumroll, at the Mission Out Kern County. Okay. Anyway, there we go. Dad. There we go. All right. Here we go. So what do you want to know? Um, first off, let's start out. When did you join the mission at Kern County and long, how long have you been in this rescue mission world, if you will? Well, I've been doing this and I've been a director at the mission since 2010. Okay. So, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff has gone on with homelessness, especially in Kern County. It has changed since so much. And, uh, you know, I'm just, I, I'm just glad I get to be part of it. You know, and uh, we're seeing so many people come through our doors that need to help. Um, you know, I just I just got to tell, uh, tell you something. You know, here we're, we're concentrated on the whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I look at homelessness and being on a verge of homelessness, it's a whole different topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we find people that are no longer working or are on the verge of losing their homes or even their livelihoods that are one step away from being homeless because of this whole COVID thing. Their places of work, their businesses, uh, 
basically their livelihoods have changed. Because the economy has gone down like crazy. People are losing their jobs. They're, okay, folks, the Great Depression during the unemployment was 25%. That is a lot of people. They are saying, I'm not trying to scare anyone here, but the unemployment rate after this is over or whenever they come out with the analytics, it's going to be over 25%. So you think your um, amount of people that go to the mission to find shelter, to find their livelihoods in a sense, and most importantly, to find hope, you think that's going to increase? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, think we're, we're just tipping that the, the head of the spear right now. We're going to see a lot more need in our community, but also throughout the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we probably in our lifetime have not seen anything like this. Right. Same with me, too. Now, right. it hasn't just affected businesses or corporations, but it's affected almost everything. You know, you look, you drive around, you look at restaurants, you look at uh, stores. It's just different. It's empty. For instance, I went to Wendy's today. Whole area was blocked up. I had to go around this whole place, uh, this, like behind this tree. And then I finally got to the drive-thru. You know, I, it's different. I can't go with you. And we, we get a burger at in and out or whatever, and we talk about life. You can't do that anymore. You go through a drive-thru, a drive-thru that is packed with people. It takes 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes, maybe even an hour just to get a burger. But think, think about, about this. this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what a great time and opportunity that you're sitting in those drive throughs for 45 minutes just for a burger, <laughs> but you get to talk about life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Never happened, happened before. before. No. Because you're, you know, we're considered, we go to the drive through get our food, and move on. But now you get to spend a lot of time together. So are you, do you believe that families are becoming stronger and more united? I think, I think the, the opportunity, opportunity has been there for us to get around um, the dinner table. The dinner table. Dinner table, yes. <clears throat> and go around the dinner table, you get to talk about life. Because a lot of families don't do that nowadays, unfortunately. Unfortunately, not. Yeah. But that's one of the things that your mom and I have been important to, to us is to have dinner together. Yeah. And to have that time together. So for us, it's nothing new. But to be together every single day, all the time, that's new. That is an amazing message to hear because if you think about it, before all this started, I can picture myself two months ago. I can see myself right now. I was busy. I was a busy 16-year-old kid. I had school. I had morning weights two times a week. And then I had home. I would get home and do homework. Then boom, I'm off to swim. And that was like a four or five day thing constantly on top of a swim meet on a Friday or a Saturday. So I was busy. I was booking it. You know, January I was doing that. February I was doing that. Then March, mid March, this all gets shaken up. And I say to myself, Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I miss swim. I miss seeing my friends at school. As you know, schools are all online now. Uh, I, I miss working out with my boys. It, it, it's different. But then you also have to change your mindset and look at a positive aspect and say, wait, okay, I may not be talking to my parents as much as I should because I'm so busy. I, I can talk to them more. I can strengthen relationships. I may not be able to talk to my grandparents as much. Boom, give them a call. So I agree with you in the sense that families are becoming stronger. 
relationships are becoming stronger. There is more of a family unit. And that is good to see. However, I feel like this country is there. You know, we've done all we can. We've waited for a while. Yes, families are getting uh, stronger. Relationships are getting better. But I think that people are done. D, capital D, capital O, capital N, capital E, exclamation point. People are done. Are you seeing that attitude uh, revolving around the mission where, you know, you get people like you see, let's say you, you have someone walking in the mission or you have employees or you have donors that are just like, I'm done with this. I want to go back to how things were. I, I want to go into the mission and not be worried about germs or people panicking about germs or me getting this disease. Like, how has that affected people's morale and attitude at the mission? Well, I just think it's affected employees as a whole, mm-hmm. people's behaviors as a whole. Yeah. And you just have to look at it from a standpoint. Like, I, I don't want to be negative. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help it, anything. It doesn't help. I look at opportunities. Opportunities to be together as a team, to learn from everything that we're doing. Because I do think the things that we're doing today, they're here to stay for a while. Yeah. Whether it's sanitation, whether it's social dis- distancing, you know, uh, not having so many group gatherings, that's here to stay mm-hmm. for a while. Well, we need to get used to that. Even face masks. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> the worst, especially in Bakersfield. Yeah. When it's over 100 degrees in the sun- summertime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I do think that if we want to keep going in society, we have to make adjustments ourselves. That's a good. We message. have to be willing to, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not going to be a hermit in my house. <laughs> I agree fine, with you. I'll wear a helmet. Fine, I'll wear a. If you want to wear a helmet, I'll wear a helmet. <laughs> Whatever. He's ready for warfare, folks. Right. So, I mean, it's all about the mindset and just moving forward. So. You know, I look at the morale with people. You, for example, myself, myself, I have to set the tone for the organization. Yeah, because you're the leader. Because I'm the leader. The director, yeah. If I have a bad attitude, everybody else is going to have a bad attitude. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. So I've got, got to be positive mm-hmm. and keep moving forward because this is not going to finish overnight mm-hmm. at all. So, again, these are things that are good for us. Washing our hands for 20 seconds, putting a lot of soap in there, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I've never washed my hands so much. <laughs> I agree. I haven't used so in much uh, hand sanitizer. Weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> it's okay. <clears throat> but I, I do think that we're preventing some things. Mm-hmm. But I think in the long run, are we going to be hurting ourselves living this way? way. I think it's, it's going to only time will tell. So you're saying that People, you know, I've seen it for the last two months, face masks, hand sanitizers, not so many people gathered in uh, one area, uh, also other no- known as uh, social distancing. We, we can't have this attitude and say, this sucks. I hate this. I want to go to a restaurant. I want to go to the movies. I want to hang out with my buddies. I want to party. We can't, people, the American people can't have that attitude. They have to have that attitude and say, look, this is going to be here for a while. These implement." implementations is a big word are going to be here for a while but we have to it's our mindset that's going to help us get through this yes it's horrible that we can't 
be with more than 10 people or whatever. We have to social distance six feet apart, but we have to make the best out of it and better ourselves, which really is going to boost morale when everyone works together instead of complaining and saying, look, I'm a fan of uh, protesting, right? It gets the word across. You look at the Revolutionary War. That would have never happened if uh, American colonists protested and they wanted to change, right? But people can't be protesting like crazy and, and being radicals and starting breaking stuff and setting stuff on fire. They need to keep following these guidelines or rules in a sense, but they also can't go, like, go crazy and start protesting like crazy. They need to know when enough's enough and uh, what guidelines to follow. Would you agree? Or Well, there's nothing wrong with standing up for what you believe. believe. Yeah, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. But being violent <laughs> and being belligerent, yeah. belittling someone or something, something that's wrong. wrong. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's, okay it's okay to proclaim what you, what believe. you believe. Yeah, No problem. No problem. But, but what I'm seeing... Is people, people being, being disrespectful. disrespectful. Yeah. That's, That's wrong. wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm you not know, a big fan of protest. Because at the, at end, the end, end of the day, I go, what is it really, really doing here? here? Mm-hmm. I feel like you could do, do more and be an, an agent of change, change yes. in a in different, different way. way. By, By moving, moving your beliefs that are deep in your heart in a different way. By being influential with people not, not yelling and screaming, scream, <laughs> not holding, not holding up, up signs, signs but, but to influence, influence people and behave in a good in a way, good way. Mm-hmm. in a positive, in a positive way. way. That's, That's going to really make change. change. Mm-hmm. Not, not just to scream and yell. Yeah. So it doesn't, it's, it's not good to want to start attention and go crazy and you get all these people together and you're going crazy and you're screaming at, you know, um, the city building that makes the decisions. That's not going to do anything at the end of the day. Instead, you have to have a good mindset, like you were saying earlier, of how the folks at the mission uh, have done it, and how have you done it, and how have mom has done it. You have to have a good mindset and say, you know what? This is what it is, but I'm going to make the best out of this. I'm going to be an influence. I'm going to influence people to do this, whether it's let's go jog, let's go run, let's eat healthier, let's read the Bible more, let's see who we can help in this community that we normally wouldn't help on our normal, on our normal lives where we're running like crazy. And that's kind of like with me. I said, how can I you know, be social and influential when I'm confined in the house, when I can't go to school, when I can't go to swim, when I can't go to youth group, when I can't meet other kids and be around other kids my age? How can I do that? And I said, well, podcasting would work. You get your word out. You get the message across. Um, and that's just one way where I agree where we have to make the best out of our conditions um, by being influential and not wanting to start such a big riffraff and get attention on ourselves. Instead, if we're going to get attention on ourselves, do it in a positive way. Now where you're trying to get all these people at you and you want to break something or you want to go on top of a car and dent something or throw something. You know what I mean? You don't want to damage the American name and the American morale at the end of the day. That's stupid. Yeah. That that doesn't make your point across at all. Zero. Zero. Mm-hmm. You can be you can an influential, be an influential figure, figure doing other things. things. Right, because people respect people who are influential in a positive way. Yeah, right? I mean, if you're sitting you're outside, outside of a bill, and I'm, and I'm li- I, I, in my office, my office in that, that bill, and you're and yelling, you're yelling 
I don't really I don't care really what care you what say, say because, because you're being derogatory towards me and me, and I can't leave my building because I'm afraid that you're going to yell at me. Right. Crazy people. That's not good. You know, it's no, kind of like a turnoff. Like, okay, yeah, we understand you want this to open. You want to go to the movies. You're done with social distancing. Yes, it's annoying. But when you're screaming, you're going crazy. You're cursing. You're, you're just putting a bad name for yourself. People are like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? You're not going to get your word across. No, it's like, I'm not, about, I, I'm not a big fan about the SAT. I'll be honest, Dad. Like, I, I, I just think it's, it's a tough test. Yes, I don't mind tough testing. I'm not, I'm not backing down. But I just think I'm not a big fan of it, right? Because you're trying to test a kid's skills, uh, all, the, all a student's academic skills in three and a half hours. That's challenging, right? But if, let's say, like, I'm done, like, I took the SAT back in March. I'm done taking the SAT. I throw it down on the ground. I start yelling. I set it on fire. I flip the table. Like, that's not going to get my word across to why I don't like the SAT and why students, American students shouldn't take the SAT. Instead, maybe be more influential. Make a podcast. Have a YouTube video. Talk to the principal. Like, stuff like that in that manner. Well, Positive and calm. Well, I think we did a message with crap is is – when you look, when at, you look student at student and, and get and, and get, taking SATs, yeah. What's the, what's data, the data behind, behind them doing them the SAT? The SAT? Mm-hmm. You know, there's always a reason for everything. Like, why is there social distancing? Why is there only ten people out of the place? But is it helping kids? Yeah, yeah. What what what's, what's the outcome? Is it just to take a test to get into college? 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 Yeah. That's a good point. Now, when you look at the mission right now during this whole COVID-19 in the past two months, on a scale of one to 10, how proud of you, um, how proud of you are, are you and your employer, how proud of you are you, I can't say that, how, like, on a scale of one to 10, how proud are you of the mission and how they have handled everything? From employees, from donors, from just volunteers wanting to help, reaching out, how people follow guidelines. Like, how proud of you? How proud are you of the mission? You know, when that, you know, the when stuff that came out, I had no I had idea no what idea I was getting into. <laughs> None I think of us did. Yeah. So I had to look at the organization as a whole. Do we have a good, have a good food, food supply? Because remember, we're feeding 300 people per day. And how many meals is that a year after 365 days? Uh, almost 200,000 meals a year. Folks, you heard that. 300,000 meals. 200,000. 200,000 meals a year. That's a ton of meals. It's right. like feeding an army, a whole battalion right there. Well, it's, uh, it's uh, like a restaurant. Like a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like a little mini Outback Steakhouse. There you go. The homeless. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, but uh, tried to look tried at, to look at cleaning, cleaning supplies. supplies. We had to, we had do, to do, do so many, so different, many things different things that we've things never, that we've done, never done, before. done before. That put a lot, put of, pressure a lot of pressure on the staff. staff. Yeah. And as the and days and the things evolved with a different... Recommendations, recommendations and guidelines, guidelines. we had to, we figure, had to out figure out how do we, how keep, do we keep our people, our people safe, safe but still but maintain, maintain being a, being being a, a service, service to, the community. to the community. And that's the main purpose right there. How do you maintain the purpose when you have all this stuff being thrown at you? Oh, you can't have this many people here. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to you have think to quick. quick. Mm-hmm. And it's all and about serving people. Because people. that could sit that there and make, and make excuses, excuses all day long. All day long. Yeah. But I thought, but okay, I thought, okay, how do we make, how do we this, make work? this work? Even make it longer, this longer mm-hmm. to get people, to get people fed. fed. 
how do we how do we do social distancing social distancing <laughs> with, with the amount of people, amount of people we, have we have in the sleeping quarters? Quarter. Yeah, how did you do that? You have like two hundred people coming in at night. How did you do that? That's one thing I haven't gotten to talk to you about. But like, we just spaced out, out the bunk beds. Bunk okay, and. You know, we did have to tell. That was a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. In our day, in center, our day center, during the day, during the day only 10 only people, 10 at, people time. at a time. Wow. So, so, again, again you, have you have to adapt to the changes. changes. But you have to but lead. You have to lead. And, and you just have to implement. Have to implement. <clears throat> but also, you would you say that you have to, like, you get all this pressure thrown at you. You're in your office. People are saying, oh, my gosh, Carlos, what are we going to do? we got people out here. we got politicians saying we can't do this. we got people complaining. Everything's chaotic. And you're just sitting there in your office like, oh, my gosh, you're right. But you don't cave under pressure. It would be easy. Um, you, would you say that you have to look towards God, a higher power to direct you? Hundred percent. My higher power, yeah. God, Jesus, uh-huh. Christ. Jesus Christ. You heard it here, folks. That's what. That's, that's what, what it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. yeah, could have the cave and not come out. <laughs> not come out. <laughs> and avoided everything. And avoided everything. Yes. And then you'd you'd be nowhere right now. The mission would probably be in a mess. Right. But that's right. not the case. It's thriving right now. If you guys didn't know. So you just so have to keep, keep, keep going. going. And God's giving me a brain. Me a brain. Mm-hmm. So with that so brain, with that brain you, have to execute, you have to execute based on what, based you, know. On what you know. And thank God and I have, God a, good I have team a good team that can help, that can help me execute a lot of these different changes. changes. Mm-hmm. But again, it's, but about again, it's about keeping our people, keeping our people safe, safe and, secure, and secure and still maintaining of service, service to the community. To the community. That's, the That's the main purpose of the mission, also providing hope. That's right. Because right. you get these homeless people. I mean, it's, it's very tough for them right now where the whole world, the whole nation is shaken. You know, social distancing here and there. Uh, sanit- it's scary. You know, you, they say be quarantined. Homeless people don't have a home. How are they going to do that? They're on the streets. They're probably exposed to it more than the normal person is with a home. You know, the mission is really providing hope out there for these people. Saying, look, I know this is a lot, but we're going to get through this and we're going to help you. That's right. That's right. That's what we're about. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Now, in terms of um, like events and plans that you initially had, like I know you guys have barbecue in June and you guys have my, the 5K, my favorite event. We're going to show off my speed. How have those things shifted around? Yeah, we're not having any, though. Mm. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Something about the 5K, though. No, the 5K, so the 5K is going to be a solo run. Okay. So you're going to be able to do solo run in your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. <laughs> so, so once again, everyone can be united. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Solo run. Solo run. And, uh, and uh, meet a neighbor you didn't know and run 3.1, mi- 3.1 miles. That's yeah. right. That's right. Uh, the uh, other events, events, we're not doing, we're any, not doing this, any of this, this spring and this summer. Spring and summer. So we've had okay. to, you know, just, you know, just table, table those for now. For now. You think in fall then resume? I hope so. I hope so. Mm-hmm. We have uh, mm-hmm. our fall is busy. busy. Yeah. But we hope that we, we, hope can, that we can start doing events start doing again. Events again. Yeah. yeah, I just hope that, no, obviously school's not going to be back in, right? But I, I just, I don't like the panic the media creates, especially 
certain politicians that they create. Like they're saying like, oh my goodness, it's going to be the same thing in fall. School's going to be all jacked up. Like don't, don't say that. They're doing the opposite of what the mission wants to do. The mission is here to provide hope for people locally. And you get the media and you get certain politicians saying, oh, oh, it's going to happen again. Like, that's what people don't need to hear. I think you prepare, you prepare mm-hmm. but you can't, you can't live in fear. Live in fear. Yeah. yeah. People can people tell you all those things are going to come back. Come back. I, mean, I mean, listen. I mean, listen. Yeah. I can get in a car, right, in now car right now and get in a car wreck. Right. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm going to do everything I can not to get in a car wreck. Yeah. I'm going to protect myself. I'm going to put my seatbelt on. I'm going to put my lights on. Lights on. And I'm going to be very careful. Very careful. That's when it comes down to having wisdom. That's right. That's right. That's what <laughs> Americans people need to have is wisdom. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's not the best idea to travel to Europe or something like that, or go ballistic and go crazy because you're not getting your way. Know where you're situated in life and know how you can make the best out of it. That's right. Now, something we'll go five more minutes, um, folks. With that being said, we've been talking about influencers, hope, change, how change is affecting people. People can adapt to change and still make a change when a lot of change is put on them. Do you believe there's going to be a third great awakening? And before you answer that question, there's been two great awakenings in American history. Only two great awakenings, which shocks me. Uh, first one, 1700s. I'm not, I'm not going to give you a, I'm going to give you a quick little history lesson. I'm not a history teacher. Um, and then the second one was in the 18, uh, gosh, 40s, right? Um, I think I'm getting my timelines right. I know they're, the first one was 1700, the second one was 1800s. Either way, after those Great Awakenings, people were shifted. Re- religious, not one, I don't want to say, well, religiously, yes, new religions were formed and established, but also spiritually. Their eyes were open where it just wasn't, I'm going to do my everyday life. I'm going to do this, do that. I got to make the schedule. I'm going to be running everywhere. It was, it was, oh my gosh, I need to get my life on track, but how can I do that when I'm so busy? It led to a spiritual shift, a spiritual awakening. That's why you get a great awakening. Do you, do you think that's going to happen now or soon or sometime like, let's say, six months to a year or two years? Because if you ask me, I'm saying yes. There's, I feel there's going to be a huge shift. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But I, think but I think it's everything's positioned, everything's positioned for it. For it. Mm-hmm. I, think I think the opportunity is there. there. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have you to get everything, things, things right before God, right God, and God will move. God will move. Mm-hmm. And he'll shake and he'll the shake land. land. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I believe that. That's when it comes to hope. That's right. That's a good good message to have. I think the main thing, if you listen to this podcast and you've been listening, if you listen to this the whole time and been listening the whole time, the main theme and the reoccurring theme is hope. You know, people can get so discouraged and bogged down by like, oh my gosh, I can't travel. There's a, there's a, there's a travel ban. I can't go, I can't have my summer vacation and go to Europe or, or wherever. People can get down about that and say and, and crumple up and, and shrivel up to, in a ball or in a cave and say, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do?" But no, they have to have hope and look towards the future, and that's when it comes down to looking towards God, looking towards Scripture, looking towards the Bible, so you can get that hope because we can't do it on ourselves. Like for instance, I, I'll get down like, "Oh my gosh, I was having such a great swim season. That's canceled. I was doing good in school and join school. That's all been discombobulated. How can I have hope?" 
Well, you got to really make the best out of your circumstances and look towards the future and know that God has a good plan for you, right? He has a plan for all of us. And that's what you would, your favorite Bible verse, if I'm not wrong, is Jeremiah 29, 11. Would you like to recite that for us? I know we're not in Sunday school, but. <laughs> I know that plan to have for you because you're Lord. Plans to prosper and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope in the future. That's right. That's what people need to know. And I know. Not everyone has a religion or believes in God or believe that there is a God. But at the end of the day, you have to have hope. And ultimate and everlasting hope comes from the man above. Amen. It's found in the Bible. That's just the bottom line. And I think people are going to start realizing that, seeing that, and that's going to shift us into a third great awakening. A, an, a great awakening that is much needed in this country. Well, I think people well, I think are people need people of, are need of God, today. God today, more than yeah. ever. More than ever. Mm-hmm. There's a desperation. There's a desperation. Yeah. Because the things of this world are not are not sufficient enough, sufficient for, them. enough for them. Their jobs, Their jobs cars, cars, social stand, social stand is gone. Is gone. Yeah. You lose your job. What do you have? You can't afford your car payments or house payments. Go on that luxurious vacation. You know, everything's like, wow. What do I do? And that's when I think you need to really know where you want to be in life and where you should be in life. Because right. life is, COVID has taught us that anything can be thrown at us at any time. It doesn't matter the time, it doesn't matter the season, it doesn't matter even if the economy is good. Anything can be thrown at us. And are we going to stumble? Are we going to fall? And just not have hope and just be depressed and forget about it? Or are you going to thrive? Yes, or are you going to thrive? That's what COVID has taught us. And how can you thrive? You know, we're Americans. We're Americans. Yeah. We thrive. We thrive. That's the American identity. We have God, we too. Have God too. Yes. Declaration of Independence. Certain unalienable rights. Yep. In other, in other words, that's basically God-given rights. Um, so, yes, COVID has shaken up a lot of things. It's hurt a lot of businesses, people, lives. But at the end of the day, if we really look at this from a big spectrum, we, we, we shouldn't just look at the negative. We got to look at the positive and say, oh, my goodness, people are changing, you know, the country, are changing the atmosphere, want to be an influence. And people are starting to jump on board. You know, I heard something from our Cuban that this is the best time to start a business. <clears throat> It's the best time to start investing, which is ironic, but it is, you know, people have a choice to have hope and thrive and keep pushing forward and see beyond the tunnel or stay where they are and say, forget this. I'm just going to let time go on. Um, I would say that's kind of like the main, main thing that we've discussed. And that's the main truth and idea people should know when listening to this podcast um anyway we're gonna start uh you know winding down is there anything else you'd like to say carlos stay positive stay positive mm-hmm. be informed be informed be safe be safe thrive thrive in a current circumstance and we will get through this that's right you know they uh <laughs> they will say uh, stuff ends, or some. There's a saying, but it will end. Right. You know, there's been long wars; those end. Um, there's been sad times in people's lives, and those end at some point. We got to know that this will be over, and our nation will thrive in a, in a different way. Even though there's going to be guidelines, and there's going to be this and that, people have an option to make change. 
and being influenced, stay positive and have hope. And I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that in the future. It's May 7th. Um, we'll, it, we'll definitely start seeing a change in a couple months. Anyway, thank you, Carlos. Um, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, God bless you all. Uh, I just want to say before we stop this podcast, before we start, you know, before this is over, uh, the Sammy Hour will, this is a, once again, demo slash pilot, whatever you want to call it. We will be having daily, a daily episode or daily episodes um, airing, uh, or not airing, but starting to um, be released starting in summer. Uh, and it's not just, I'm not just interviewing people who want to talk about one thing only. It's going to be people from all walks of life. You're going to have extra addicts on here. You're going to have politicians, news anchors, business people, athletes, soldiers. You're going to have all that on this podcast. It's not going to be focused on one thing. It's not going to get boring. I can promise you that much. So please stay tuned, stay upbeat, stay positive, and we'll see you next time.